0: Here, this is Pastor's very own father. Lord, help you. <laughs> Took a lot of grace. <laughs> Took a lot of grace. Amen. Would you give him a hand this morning? He is going to be bringing the word. Let him and Sister Island know we appreciate them. Amen.
1: Okay, it's great to be here. Praise the Lord feel like i got a lot of friends and brothers and sisters in this church, and it's always a pleasure to be here with you. The Lord is good, isn't he? I tell you, I've already felt the Holy Ghost of God this morning. I was praying before church in the pastor's office, and it felt like a tub of honey was poured over me, and I just began to rejoice. and thank the Lord, and then listening to this choir sing, I love their choice of songs this morning, felt another bucket. And I just hope to fill two or three more buckets before we get through with this thing. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. It's good to be with you. Thank you for allowing me to come. And I just praise, uh, pray that you will receive something out of the message. This uh, really comes from my heart today, what I'm going to share with you. The Lord's fixing to blow that trump. He's going to have Gabriel to step out on the clouds of glory before long. And he's going to blow the trump. How many is ready? Amen, amen. amen. Before uh, we get into the message, though, I got a little testimony that I want to share with you that the Lord laid on my heart back uh, probably five or six months ago. I want to tell you about my friend. I've got a friend that's fixing to come to town to see me, I've known him for over 65 years. He's known me all my life. As someone recently told me when I turned 74, you're older than dirt. Well, my friend is older than dirt, literally. I'd like to, I'm a Georgia football fan, and I would like to see Georgia win another national championship. But nah, I'd rather see my friend. I'd love to see my grandkids grow up to be happy and healthy with a family. But nah, I'd rather see my friend. I've been in all 50 states and 15 foreign countries and a couple of cruises. So I'd like to take another trip or two, Lord willing. Nah, I'd rather see my friend. I have several things on my bucket list that I'd like to do. I've got a picture at home where I'm standing between the two World Trade Centers and somebody took my picture of me standing there, well they're gone, been top of the Empire State Building, been on top of Mount Rainier, Been been saw the beautiful mountains of Switzerland, and I've always been one that would like to do something at least one time before I die. I kind of got it in the back of my mind that I'd like to go to Alaska again. And then I think that I'd like to go to the Arctic Circle and the Antarctic Circle one time before I die. I thought about I'd like to fly across the international date line and be in one date one minute and another date the next minute. I'd kind of like to do that, but nah. I'd rather see my friend. Matt and Whitney, my oldest grandson and his wife, are expecting a baby girl in April. And Kristen and Sydney, Kristen's my oldest granddaughter, that's Matt's sister, they're also expecting a baby girl in April. And we just found out a couple weeks ago that they're naming that baby girl after my wife, Allah. What a real pleasure that is for us. And, you know, I'd kind of like to be around to see that. But if I had to make a choice, I'd rather see my friend. I'd like to see the economy improve, gas prices plummet, government change, the national debt paid off, all conflicts cease, and everyone loving their neighbor. But really, I'd rather see my friend. My friend is famous. Most everyone I know has heard of him. But he know he has some very close friends that stay in touch with him day and night. Man, I'm longing to see him. I read about him all the time. He knows whenever a spiral falls. And he's got a name for every star in the sky. It's amazing how my friend can keep up with everyone and everything all at the same time. And even right now, you know where he is? He's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for little old me. Why do I consider him such a friend? Well, I'm on his mind all the time, and he's on my mind most of the time. Just talking with him turns my sadness into joy. My defeats into victory, my needs into supply, my heartaches into triumph, and my missteps into upsteps. What a friend. (laughs) Praise God, what a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. You see, not only is he my best friend, he's my Savior. He's my Redeemer. He's my Sanctifier. My Holy Ghost Baptizer. My Healer. My Supplier. My Lily of the Valley. My Bright Morning Star my Alpha and Omega, my living water, my bread of life, and my soon-coming King. You see, this guy died for me one time, but he came out of the grave in just three days. And because of that, I'll never die spiritually. I can't wait to see him. Oh, I want to see him and look upon his face. As I was writing this, I felt an overwhelming touch of the Holy Ghost of God that continues to remind me of what my friend has taught and said to me. By the way, he wants to be your best friend too. Isn't that something? Look at this video with me.
2: And it's closer now than it's ever been I can almost hear the trumpet Take five Are you ready? Hallelujah.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Midnight Cry. Almost here. Today's message is the storm warnings and the midnight cry. I want to read you something I read here a while back. Well, let me quote Jesus out of Luke first. And he said, Also to the people, when you see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway you say, There cometh a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, There will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, and how is it that you do not discern the time? And let me read this to you before we get into the message. Hurricane Camille, uh, 1969, The winds blew 200 miles per hour. There was 256 deaths and a surge of 24.6 feet at Pass Christian, Mississippi. Warnings had gone out, but instead of boarding up and escaping the city, there were those who actually prepared for a hurricane party. How could they be thinking it was party time? Were they ignorant of the dangers? Did they believe their egos and pride would overcome nature's unpredictable fury? We'll never know. They didn't discern the warning blowing in the winds and paid the deadly price. What we do know is that the wind was howling outside the posh rickaloo apartments when police chief Jerry Peralta pulled up sometime after dark, facing the beach less than 250 miles away, I mean, 250 feet away, the apartments were directly in the line of danger. A man with a drink in his hand came out on the second floor balcony and waved. Let's celebrate. Peralta yelled up, you need to clear out of here as quickly as you can. The storm's getting worse. But as the others joined the man on the balcony, they laughed at his order to leave. This is my land, one yelled back. If you want me off... You'll have to arrest me. Peralta didn't arrest anyone, nor could he persuade them to leave. He wrote down the names of the next to kin of the 20 or so people who gathered there to party through the hurricane. They scoffed as he took their names and ignored the warning. When the front wall of the storm came ashore, it was ten fifteen p.m., scientists clocked Camille's wind at 200 vile, five miles per hour, the strongest on record at the time. Raindrops hit with force of bullets and waves off the Gulf Coast crested between 22 and 28 feet. Reports later showed that the worst damage occurred in that little settlement where those apartment workers were, and the party of 20 or so came to an end, literally. Nothing was left of the three-story apartment structure but the foundation. The only survivor was a five-year-old boy found clinging to a mattress the following day. The point I'm trying to make to you today is the storms are all around us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can't afford to be lulled to sleep. The storms are everywhere you look. There's storm clouds rising. Where are the, where are, what are the storm clouds? What are the storms that surround us so like? Well, Jesus talked about it in Matthew 24. The temple in Jerusalem would be destroyed. I've been there. There's nothing left except the bottom wall. Many will be deceived by false leaders. Sometimes we try to equate that for people that are Muslims, and etc. But we got false leaders that come on the TV every day telling you for a $1,000 bottle of water, you can sprinkle it and get all your bills paid. That is not Christianity. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, take up your cross and follow me. Okay? There'll be wars and rumors of wars everywhere you look. East, west, north, south, everywhere you look, there's wars, rumors of wars. we got ISIS to contend with. All these things, they're just about us. Have you ever seen Christians afflicted and killed and hated and offended and betrayed like they are now? They're being beheaded around this world. Because of iniquity, the lack of many shall wax cold. I know of people that have been married for years in the church and all of a sudden after 40 years of marriage and going to church, they decide it's to be over with. I've seen faithful Christians go to church years and years and years only to at the last minute throw up their hands and quit and say, what's the use? And then the gospel must be preached in all the world. I'm a Gideon and I can tell you out of the 200 organized countries around the world, we're already in over 190 of those countries with the message being preached. The abomination of desolation is spoken by Daniel, where the the temple would be desecrated as it was in Daniel's day. And What did he say about the days of Noah? He said they would be married and given in marriage just like they were in the days of Noah. All of us know that all marriages in the United States of America now, 50% wind up in divorce. That's pitiful, isn't it? And guess what the rate is inside the church compared to that outside the church? It's the same. What a day we're living in. And then we find in Luke 21, listen to this one. Ye shall be betrayed by both parents and brethren and kinfolks and friends. And some of you may be caused to put to death. Ye, be, ye, sh- ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. And then Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles. You go there and on the Temple Mount, there's Muslims that control the Temple Mount where the temple's to be built. And then Paul in writing, uh, Timothy, his son in the faith, This know that also in the last days perilous times will come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, the parrots, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinence, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a god form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Boy, it was described by the Lord back then, wasn't it? How many see those things that I've been talking about as you look around you? You look around your neighborhood, you look at your town, your small town, you look at the state of Georgia, and especially our nation. Things are happening now that we never thought that was unthinkable just 15 or 20 years ago. Everything is turned upside down. And Paul, in writing to the church at Thessalonica, said this, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. Let us watch and be sober. My, my. My, my. My, my. Can I tell you when I was a boy? When I was a boy in Waycross, Georgia, we lived six blocks from City Hall. We never locked our door at night. We slept with our windows wide open. Everybody, regardless of the color that we saw in town, was our friend. We got along with one another. The classroom, the biggest thing that was going on that was wrong was a spitball. Boy and a girl. Andy, Andy Griffith was the strongest thing on TV. You compare that with what's happening now. Boy, have we changed in the last few years. I sold Coca-Cola's at 80 cents a case. Uh, 24 of them in a, a case for 80 cents. The whole case for 80 cents. Boy, we changed. We don't even recognize it. By the way, in Waycross, we had an outdoor toilet just six blocks from City Hall. But I'm telling you, we sat on the porch at night with the family. Mother would get a guitar and we'd sing gospel songs. And we'd talk about the good times that were rolling. My, my, I'm telling you, times have changed. I want to tell you this. What are we seeing this very moment happening in our world, in the United States? Here's what the Word says, but what do we actually see happening today? Well, every year, nuclear scientists meet around the world once a year since 1947, and they use a clock to set the time as to how they feel like the Armageddon's coming, the end of time coming, from the nuclear standpoint. All these rogue nations get nuclear bombs and so forth. How do the scientists, some of them unbelievers, feel how close we are for a nuclear time bond just to end it all? Well, recently they met. You know what they set the clock at? Three minutes to midnight. Now if the scientists feel like we're that close, how much more should we as children of God know that the time is about to happen? Political chaos. Have you ever seen such a mess in your life? We got one uh, leading candidate for president that's had three wives. He's, uh, he's mocked the prisoner of war. He literally says four-letter words in his political speeches, something that that just unthinkable, four-letter words. We used to go to the closet to say those kind of words. Then we got another leading candidate that's been investigated by the FBI. Where have we come to politically? I'm telling you, we're in utter chaos at this very minute that I'm speaking to you. My intent to you today is to wake you up even more than you're awake now. So you'll begin to pray for the Lord to save some folks for the trumpet sounds. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you don't tell your neighbor and your kin folks about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he can do for them, who do you think is going to tell them? I'm here to tell you the midnight hour is about to come, okay? Then economic dispass. Disaster. The GDP, Wall Street if you're a uh, if you play the market one day you're elated and the next minute your chin is on your chest because it's going up and down just like that. My hopes build nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness I'm not worried about Wall Street. I'm worried about the streets of gold. How about you? All right, Breakdown of law and order. Have you ever seen such a thing as we live in. Just last night in Kalamazoo, Michigan somebody rode by with no intent in mind except to kill people. Went to three or four different places and nine people were gunned down last night in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We read that kind of stuff every day, don't we? I'll tell you, little old Soperton up here, I don't know much about it but I'll tell you it's got more sin in it than it's ever had. Amen? Same way with my hometown. People, Most people have no uh, regard for law and order. None of them have regard for our military. A lot of them don't. And look at the exit of the prayer and God's word from public places. It's been replaced with Islam agenda in certain school districts. Can I tell you, regardless of what Walmart and Kmart and J.C. JCPenney says, it's still Merry Christmas from me. They can say Happy Holidays all they want to, but I'm going to say Merry Christmas because I'm honoring... The Lord Jesus Christ. That's the kind of world we're living in right now. Culture change. Have you ever seen such a culture change? Would you ever think that you'd ride down the road and see people with their shorts down on their legs? Do you ever think you'd go to Walmart and see at least eight or ten people in their pajamas? I mean, I mean boy, has culture changed? Yeah? That's that's the world we're living in, isn't it? Moral decay. Would you ever thought not only did the Supreme Court rule, they made it a law of same-sex marriage. Would you have ever thought that? In Waycross, when I was growing up, there was one known homosexual. And people back then, they loved him, but they crossed the street to keep from coming close to him. One that I knew as a boy. Now, friend, I guarantee you can't walk down the street without running into the sin. I say this, remember this, though. We always love the homosexual. We just don't love his sin. Amen? And then, how many would like to guess, would you like to guess how many abortions has been in the United States since 1973? 50 million murders. We're still murdering babies at a rate of 1 million per year. When I was a boy, that was unthinkable. Until 1973, it was unthinkable. All them guys used to stay in the closet. All of them's come out of the closet now. Yeah. Amen? That's the way it is. <laughs> and the downward spiral of military preparedness. Did you know we're in worse shape now than we were just after World War II? We steadily declined. I can remember when America, the world stood back and admired what the United States of America stood for. All of us proudly said the Pledge of Allegiance. By the way, when I was a boy, every morning we opened and the teacher read the Word of God. Then we said the Lord's Prayer, and then we said Pledge of Allegiance. Now across our nation, there's no prayer, no Pledge of Allegiance, and certainly no reading of the Bible. In fact, in a lot of our colleges, you can go on Facebook and see this. A lot of these college kids are taking the American flag and stomping all all over it. No regard, no respect, no nothing. My, how we've plummeted. And then health decay. How many has got somebody that has now or been in the past, somebody that you know or akin to you that's had cancer? Raise your hand. It's amazing. And you know the story of my wife. Twelve years, she's been healed of it. But cancer and dementia and nervous disorders. I'm steadily visiting the hospital and praying and talking to people on the phone because of their ill health. And then our constitutional rights are being taken away. Gun control, religious freedom. I'm telling you, we're on a downward spiral. On a downward spiral. But I want to tell you something. My hope is not in this world. Amen. My hope is in somebody that's fixed to come back. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. If the trump sounds before I get through here, if there's any unbelievers here, y'all going to have to finish ch- church because I'm out of here. Amen. Okay? Amen. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Amen. I've got nothing undone that's not fixed with the Lord. I don't have a hidden agenda. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and will gladly tell you all about him if you'll let me. What a day we're living in. Jesus talked about the ten virgins. Everybody remember the story of the ten virgins? I want you to pay close attention to this. Matt found in Matthew, the 25th chapter. He said there were ten virgins, and I looked at the word virgin this morning. You know what the word virgin means? Chaste, pure, spotless. There were ten chaste, pure, spotless virgins, all right? But five of them had their lamps trimmed and full of oil, and five of them did not. They took and they started to sleep. There were five foolish and five wise. The foolish took their lamps, but they didn't take any oil with them. Now, what does that tell us? Remember, virgins are chaste, pure. Let's put it this way: ten of them were church members. Five of them had a relationship with the Lord. Uh Okay, there's a difference, you know. Five of them were following the rules. Five of them were following the Lord. Uh Five were new of Him. Five were abiding in Him. Okay. Now the question we need to ask ourselves: What am I doing? Well, surely when they woke up at midnight, there was a cry made. Okay? A cry was made at midnight. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But you go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore for you know not the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. I'm telling you folks, I admire you for paying your tithes and coming to the Blackfield Church of God. I appreciate you doing that. You're on the right path. But I'm telling you that's not enough. You've got to make sure your house is in order. I want to tell you some ways that we know where our lamps are trimmed or not we know where we got oil or not have we repented jesus said the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand repent you and believe the gospel then we got to watch you don't have to who the lord's coming back after those that are watching and waiting his return amen Amen. therefore i said to you all watch and then we got to pray how many of you uh, I'm not going to ask you to answer, but do you pray every day? Do you pray every day, some every day? Do you get alone with the Lord and talk to him some every day? How about forgiveness? You've got to make sure that all that have, do, have ever done you wrong, you've forgiven them. And then you've got to abide. Jesus said, I pray this prayer every night for 3,000 nights. I prayed this prayer over my wife. Lord, you said if I abided in you and your words abided in me, I could ask what I would and you would do it. Now, those are your words, Lord, and I'm depending on you to keep the cancer away from my wife. And I'll tell you, for 3,000 nights, he's honored that prayer. 3,000 prayers have gone up, but I'll tell you, she's sitting on the bench this morning with me in victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then Jesus asked a question one time. Why call you me Lord and do not the things that I say? If you make it to heaven, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. It amazes me, even in Church of God audiences sometimes, we have people that will shout and sing and dance about and come to church once in a while. And boy, they feel the greatest. They're kind of like David. Those songs make the sing go away a little bit, but the Monday comes, they're right back to the same thing. But I want to tell you that if you make it to heaven, You better make sure that all your sins under his blood. Amen. There's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And then fail not to assemble yourselves together. So much so as we see that day approaching. If you'll put up that next one please. The midnight hour. Paul in writing the church at Thessalonica said this. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning when I'm returned, return. Or the dead that's gone before. I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to understand, brethren. Those that are asleep, don't worry about them. Even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so them also which sleep in Jesus Christ bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a day that's going to be. I walk about two miles every morning. Most of the time during that two mornings, I'm doing one of two things. I'm listening to gospel songs or I'm praying. It's unusual, but I want to sing you a little song that I sing with tears running off my cheek a lot of times. Tell my friends on the other side of Jordan that I will be there soon. Tell my precious daddy that I love him and tell. The others too. Then we'll talk it over. How Jesus paid the cost. How he died to save us. And hung on the cross. Tell my friends. On the other side of Jordan. That I will be there soon. 74, I tell my boys, I said, I've already got most of my work done. Y'all got several birthdays to go. I'll be in the arms of Jesus for long, one way or the other. Praise God. My intent today, I want you to stand with me. Would you put the video back on, brother, please? And this is my challenge to you today. Perhaps there's some here today that's never known the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ I'm opening these altars for you to come today and I will personally stay here with you as long as it takes for you to receive the Lord maybe there's others that you got saved when you were 12 and baptized when you are 14 but you're not abiding in the Lord as you should you say I believe in the Lord but I'm not where I need to be with the Lord perhaps there's some that you know, your prayer life has been slack lately. Perhaps you have not felt the presence of the Lord in a long time. Perhaps you don't re- don't feel the presence, the abiding presence of the Holy Ghost. Perhaps you have some unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody. Well, I'm telling you this all is for you. We cannot afford to go one second, one minute, one hour without everything being all right with us and the Lord. Midnight cry. As we do this one again, and I want you to rejoice with this same video you saw before, but if you have a need today, as I described, would you come this way and let's pray together. Anybody.
2: This world, and it's this nation. Okay, every one of them please come on. More than it's ever been. Ooh. I can almost hear the trumpet.
1: Everyone being saved here. Praise the Lord. Amen. You're already saved, aren't you? Praise the Lord. Let you see. That's two. Anybody else want to be saved? How I many not sure? How I many is not sure today? Come on down. Let's pray. Don't leave here unsure. When you get to the parking lot, you're liable to hear the trunk. Praise God. Praise God. Are y'all kin? Praise God. My wife. up for us to close her down I guess but aren't we proud that the Lord saved two people listen listen to this each of them told me they had never been saved before God's still on the throne he's still saving folks I don't know what the future holds Next time I see you, as one old doctor, one old preacher talked about, he said, "I'll see you here, there, or over there." May the Lord bless you.
0: Amen. If you enjoyed Brother C.T., give him a hand. Amen. Him and Sister Isla. Amen. Wonderful job. I tell you, this is unusual. I want everybody to stand to your feet. What a wonderful word this morning about the coming of the Lord. How many wants to see? Can we leave singing an old chorus? She simply says, Oh, I, I want to see him. Oh, I wanna see him. Look upon his face. Here to sing forever. I am saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all pass, home at last, never sing it again. Oh, I, oh, I want to see him, look upon his face, there to sing forever of a saving grace on the streets of glory. Then my voice, cares all pass, home at last, ever to end. come on and give the Lord some praise, amen. We want to see you back tonight. We're going to be taking it back to the hymns tonight. So you don't want to miss that. And we also have a special speaker that's going to be here with us tonight. So come back tonight at 6 p.m. Amen. We hope to see you.